0: This is another episode of You Are Loved, and I am your host, Salita. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of this Happy Hump Day. Yesterday we had Happy Tuesday. Today is Hump Day, which means it's right in the middle. And I'm quite sure you guys are very busy doing different things, getting prepared for something as you know, the kids are going to be going back to school. I'm not advocate for it, okay? Um, so we're going to. Um, I want to go ahead and finish up this book um, because you guys, even though I've read this book and we went over some things in this book, I am going to revise this book. You guys gave me inspiration to revise this book. And again, if you go on Amazon. If you go on Amazon, you can find both of the books. The book In Search of You, a guide for finding your self-worth after a life-changing event. And then the workbook is also on there. So if you get a chance, you guys, go on there. You'll love it, you'll love it, you'll love it. I'm excited because it's been a long time since I've written anything. And it's something short and simple. It's not too much to read, but the workbook will make you work. I advise you to get erasable pens to go with it, so that if you want to change your mind about something that you wrote the first time, you can go and erase it. So I'm advising you to get erasable pens. I have them myself. I'm so excited. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Um... So, if I go back and do this book and rewrite it and then put a workbook with it, oh my God, this is going to be off the chain, okay? So, (laughs) I'm just so excited. Okay. So, if you want to hit us up, you can go to um, our Facebook page, You Can't Clip My Wings, Facebook page, and you can also go over on, um, you can also go over on, oh, our Facebook page, and then we have a website, YouCan'tClipMyWings.com website and i haven 't been really really, really working on it. I told you guys the other day I was going to write. I totally forgot because I started making I have these different um organizations that I work with, and i had I, I wanted to get some information out yesterday on it, and it took me like three or four takes to make sure I was getting it right, <laughs> so I was not able to go ahead and get some of my blogs out the way. But I'm going to get back to it, I promise. I'm going to go ahead and um, try to write one once or twice a week. Um, they, I, I, I was watching one of our, um, I'm with the Black um, Speakers Network, and one of the um, uh, presentations they had were talking about blogs and writing um, articles and blogs and how often to do it. You don't have to do it. And I was in the mode that I had to do it every day. But no, she said it suffice to do one once a week, maybe twice a week. So I'm gonna try to get on that schedule to make sure that I'm doing it that way. Um, so um, that's an advice you could take a little bit of. A tip you can take from me is to how often should you write a blog? Once or twice a week. Give them something that they'll keep continue going back to read. I try to make my blog short because I don't. I know people's attention spans are not always real, real deep and long. So. I want to make sure that cuz I it doesn't matter to me cuz if it's something good and I want to read it I'm going to read it whether it's long or short. I will take time out to read it. Like um, one thing I was on Pinterest this morning. Um I turned over, grabbed my phone, it was off, I turned it on. And uh I go to Pinterest cuz Pinterest has some great information in it. it. Really does. So I found this content marketing um uh uh, uh, calendar that I, I wanted to look into and see how to do it. So that was a very long, um, article, but I was so interested in how to set up my content marketing, um, calendar that I sat there and I'm, I'm supposed to be asleep, Okay. <laughs> but I, I turn over and I just start reading just automatically start reading and it's like, okay, okay. I got this. I really want to do something on the time blocking. I definitely want to do something on that. And, um, you guys, it takes a long time for me to go to do a video because I want my videos to be just right. So I'm kind of a little bit of a messy perfectionist to a certain extent. So, um, (laughs) I definitely want to do something on that. I'm going to look up to do list.com. Remember we talked about that, the do list. Um, we were talking about time management. So I want to work on that and actually put together something that we can work with. Um, and I always I heard about time blocking before, but I never really looked into it. I just heard it. I, I don't know where. I heard it from somebody, and then I, I don't know if I read something about it, but it came back to me when we talked about it here on the show, one of the episodes. And um, so with the time blocking, I said, you know what? That's something I can do. I can truly do that. I just got to get my mind right, and I got to pick a day where... Chaos is not going on and actually sit down and put together my market, my content marketing um, uh, website. I mean, not website, calendar, and then also do the time blocking. Because I do do a to-do list. I know, like I said, this is my ritual every day. Um, I meditate I and I talk to you guys. I try to do it in a way... Um that I'm on time. Most of the, I try to, but sometimes I'm off a little bit because things happen. Like this morning I got surprised with breakfast. Usually I'll be honest with you, I don't do breakfast. I do I what I do is I drink coffee, but I don't do breakfast. But I got surprised with breakfast. So that kinda leaned me off to get in my meditation because I was right in the middle of starting my meditation. <laughs> and um I got interrupted. Then I got a phone call that definitely interrupted my meditation. I was like, oh, please, just give me some time. So this morning has been one of those jump, 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 jump through hoops morning. And, um, And then I got another call, but I'm glad I was not able to answer right now because I want to be here with you guys. So if that person calls, they're just going to have to wait till I finish with you guys because to me, you guys are much more special. Now, before I go any further with that, what I did yesterday was I did a Zoom call. Um, and what I did to do a Zoom presentation is basically what I did. And what I did was we're, um, you know, you guys, um, I talk about July 31st because it is very, very, very important day because a lot of the uh, financial benefits that people were getting, like your unemployment, the extra money that you were getting in unemployment, um, I think the snaps and all this stuff, some of these things are going to be ending July 31st. And the question is, what are you going to do? Are you ready for that and i know a lot of people probably are not ready for it um but it gives them this gives them 11 12 13 14 15 days maybe to think about what they're going to do next and um we were talking about evictions because one of the groups or one of the organizations that i'm with is the similar housing alliance and we're advocate we're advocacy group um that talks and share information about what's going on as far as um housing safe environment all of that we're we're part of that whole thing homelessness the whole thing so we um we do that and um how do i want to say that um so i i was basically doing a, a zoom presentation about that we, we talked about i i basically um took an email that i i got from um my uh director and actually used it as a a way of telling people about the difference between a living wage and a housing wage and a minimum wage. And um, putting those together and talking about evictions that are going to take place. Um, Then there was another news article talking about evictions. And one of the evictions was that it's going to be 20 to 28 million people in the United States, across America, that will be facing evictions. There are 29 states that don't have any financial moratorium in place for evictions at all. So you have to look at that dynamic. So that's basically what I did it on. And I did a watch party this morning. So that might be something you want to um, think about. I'm going to do more watch parties because I see how effective they are in the morning times. So because people will be listening and I got more views. I only had four views yesterday. But this morning when I did the watch party, I had more views. So. I did that on purpose, and it was something I wanted to try. So I know most of the time, the morning time, when you have good things to talk about, um, a good subject matter, people are listening. So um, so I felt good about that. Um, I, Like I said, I finally got my meditation out the way, and it did make me feel good. And I needed that moment. I needed that moment this morning, and I didn't know I did. Um, I'm telling you guys, if you don't meditate, you need to start. It is so... I feel so different um, when I do it in the morning time. I told you I was going to add on um, um, afternoon and evening time, which I am going to do it. I just haven't done it yet. Um, It's hard to remember to do that. (laughs) So much stuff I have to remember. Um, Because I try to stay as busy as possible. I don't like to have time where I'm not doing anything. I feel so useless when I'm not doing something. So I try to keep my day packed with things I can do. Especially in the time when you can't go that many places. And if we don't act right, quote unquote, we'll be back to phase one where we can't do anything at all. Locked in our homes again. Never thought this day would happen. But we're at the point where we might go back to phase one if we don't get our coronavirus, our COVID-19 under control like other countries are. Okay? All right. So enough of my rambling. Um, We're 11 minutes into my rambling. (laughs) So let's go ahead and finish off what we were talking about. Um, Yesterday we went over the garden and I I was amazed at the things that I wrote in this book I didn't know I wrote. Uh, It really amazed me. (laughs) So now I can use my sayings from this book also as quotes and quivers (laughs) for somebody else to use if they want to. Um, So uh, let's see. um, uh, Shoot, where we were at. Okay. This is how I, um, I think this is where we're going to lead off at. Um, so I basically said here, and um, I broke it all the way down in the beginning. And we went all the way through the seeds, the tools, the garden. We explained how we are the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can, like I said, in the workbook, we'll be elaborating more on a lot of things. It says, I will tell you this. I can only talk to you about my experience of standing, starting my own business. If you ask me, am I successful with it? Have I made a lot of money? I will say yes to the first question and no to the second because it's not what I'm trying to do. I am not trying to become rich, and I know that sounds crazy, but I wasn't, and I'm still not trying to become rich. I'm trying to become comfortable, okay? All right? I just love challenging myself, which I do, to see how far I can go. I guess you're wondering, how can I talk about success when I haven't made a lot of money? Because, you know, we always equate money with success, but I don't. My definition of success is when i have told someone about something positive and they used it and it worked for them. That is success to me. So I love doing this for success it brings me. You see, success is easy to get. Keeping it can be the hardest. There are times when we run out of steam. There's nothing wrong with that. Take a rest and then go back at it again. Sometimes we have to recuperate, get our bearings and then go back out there. It's not always about starting businesses or going back to school. It could be just giving positive advice to someone. It could be a, smi- a person smiling at you as you smile back at them. It sometimes can be the little things that make your life successful. So as you plant your seeds, you will notice all the different reactions you will get from others. They may sound all good, but there is a dark side to the road of success. You say, what could that be? There is, this is where your four types of gardeners come in. These types of gardeners, who I hope you do not carry any of their personality traits, you have the needy gardener that can be dangerous, can hinder you from attracting the right type of people to learn from, people who have a lot to offer and teach, but because you take advantage of them, they don't come around. Then comes the messy gardener, who keeps up so much drama between. So many people that when it comes to making decisions that can affect her, suddenly they all become a blur because of all the mess she is part of. The lazy gardener mm, just sits and waits for the success to find her because she has in her mind that success owes her instead of the opposite. She will not do too much to make things happen for her. It's so easy to allow others to sweat while she reaps the benefits. Then you have the doormat gardener. Now that's the gardener who will do all the work and allow the lazy gardener to get all the credit. The lazy gardener will walk all over doormat garden by by pulling her flowers up and planting them on her side taking her seeds and then promising her that she will give them back. She uses all the doormat's tools. Then, when doormat asks about them, the lazy gardener gets angry. Now you tell me, which one are you? I hope you have truly thought about your personality and how do you interact with others. Because I believe there is a little of all those gardeners in us. We might not let them show all the time, but every now and then... They sneak out. You can control them if you know how. Let's get back to your personality. You will need to be able to make decisions that you don't normally make. You will need to know how to communicate with others. Sometimes this can be harder than you think, but I believe you can do it. When you have the right motivation and all your tools in place, you'd surprise yourself. I've done it so many times before. If you like to talk and you love to listen This will be an opportunity of a lifetime to approach others with your ideals or suggestions. For instance, if you're trying to sell something, make up a good conversation piece. Then go from there. It works every time. People love a good challenge, no matter what it is. Offer that challenge now, but first make sure you can conquer the challenge yourself. People also look for the uniqueness in situations or things. You need to know how to bring that to the table. Give them something to talk about, and they will talk. Don't underestimate yourself. If you're shy, write it down. Talk to them through a blog or email. Join some e-groups. That's when there was some thing called e-groups back in the day. Write articles that will be your way of communicating with others people are curious give them the things to be curious about if you don't know where to start find something you like to do then find others who have the same lights as you (coughs) excuse me take it from there just let the speak the subject speak for itself there are so many ways to communicate with others when it comes to gathering knowledge Giving yourself the authority to take the leap to learn more from others as well as them learning from you. Do not be your own stumbling block. Not now, you owe it to excuse me, not now. you owe it to yourself to succeed at anything you put your mind to. I hope I'm not sounding like a broken record. I just want you to understand how important it is for you to know you. This garden has to have your full and devoted attention at all times. So that means that you need to be alert and know when to use your tools to make your garden burst with color and vibrancy. Watching your garden grow from the first little baby plant to the blossoming of your flowers. You have to know what you are doing and how it will turn out. That is why it is good to have a plan of action in place. Now that I've dis- we've discussed what it would take to create a beautiful garden, then why can't we do it? I challenge you and to say the following pledge. I challenge you to say the following pledge. Now, let's talk about this pledge. And I tried to make a pledge for every book that I write. And I think I'm going to start making that part. Because I've already done one in search of you. When you get the book, in the back of the book, there is a pledge. And I think, I think I put it in a workbook. I can't remember if it's in the workbook or is it in the book. I think it's in the workbook, okay? Yeah, it's in the workbook. Um, so on this, I put it in the book. But I'm also going to add it to the workbook when I get ready to do it. It says, I, I'm going to put my name in there, Salita McCall have decided to take on my dreams and live my life to the fullest. I pledge not to allow anybody or anything to deter me from my path of success. I also pledge to use the following tools, faith, self-esteem, confidence, and perseverance, to plant the seeds true to yourself, positivity, trust, empowerment, and knowledge, and to avoid my stumbling blocks like slow self-esteem, shortcomings, friends, family, men, and myself. I will no longer accept the fact that I may be one of the four gardeners, knowing that they're not a positive attribute of my better self. I will commit my heart, body, and soul to the total happiness of myself. Now, if you think that after reciting this pledge, you have obligated yourself to yourself, then you are right. You have to take a stand and take back you. Rescue yourself from bondage, from the everyday humdrum of life that you pretend you love. Dig deep inside you and pull out the real you. Shed not only the pounds, but shed the bleakness that keeps you from being the real you. I would like to be your cheerleader, to show you how great your potential can be. Stop, look, and listen to your inner self. Don't do this for me, do this for you. You deserve this if you never deserve anything else. Lift your head up. Smile when you look in the mirror, love yourself even In the past, you had a hard time believing it. Love is a very strong word, so you know it has to be serious. It's hard for us to love ourselves because we have difficulty accepting who we are. Our secret desires to be successful has to be put on the back burner because we're always trying to live a life that is so unreal. I ask you, what is it that you really want to be or do? I want you to understand how important for you to be in tune with yourself. Knowing you and what you want is just half the battle. Do not be afraid to take that step to begin your journey. I would like for you to take all the necessary all the necessary steps. Sorry. <laughs> To make you a new person, if it means a change in attitude, wardrobe, makeup, and hair, do it. Your attitude can make you famous in some circles, and it can enhance the way others see you. You might have a great wardrobe, but it doesn't fit your attitude. Don't get me wrong. Changing everything is sometimes won't help if you're not serious about the concept of change. Think about your garden. Wouldn't you like to dress the part? Would you, when you all, when all you have is your flowers growing in all their beauty and glory. Wouldn't you like to invite your friends over to a garden party? So, (laughs) so I hope this book is dedicated to any woman who is ready to handle her business which at this point, her business is her. Okay, so I'm just so excited about that. that. I look, you guys, I kept, I said this the other day and I'm saying it again. I hadn't picked up this book in ages. I wrote it 13 years ago and it it's so weird. It's the same. Everything that I'm talking, almost everything that I'm talking about in search of you, coincides with what's in here. Oh, this is so wonderful. So I, I was meant to do what I'm doing. I see that now. I really do. (laughs) I know you guys like, golly, she's kind of a little bit too excited here. I am. I am so excited because I I never thought that I was able to do this. I really, really, really didn't think I could do this. And it took so much um, for me to do this. Like I told you, the life changing events and eventually down the road, we'll talk about what changed in my life. What um, decisions I had to make, um, and how important those decisions are and how it changes you. If you really want to change, if you want the better, if you want to see peace and and you want to see things, um, happen, that's progressive for you in your life. You have to make a change. You have to, and, and it's up to you to do it. You guys, nobody can do it for you. You have to make that change and you have to be ready to make it. You have to be prepared to make it. And sometimes we're not. And sometimes we're forced to make a change. And at that time, when we're forced to make a change, sometimes we're not prepared for that. Because it comes on us so quickly. And we have to, instead of making a change, we have to adjust. And changing and adjusting can be two different things. Once you find that you have to make you have to uh, make adjustments, I think when you make those adjustments, that's when you can start changing within those adjustments. Whatever those adjustments are, you can start forming the changes that you want in those adjustments. Uh, for instance, when I say that um, your job, for instance, if you have a job and you have to be transferred that's an adjustment it's a it's an adjustment because now you have to change you have to adjust to a whole nother atmosphere you're used to these coworkers you're used to uh tran, uh going uh your route to work is different you your your neighborhood will be different because now you're transferred over to somewhere else your adjustment is i have to get adjusted to the way people here are your change is okay. I need to change how I handle these people with this adjustment. Because you can't say you have some coworkers that you love and you do things with on a personal basis. Well, when you do that transfer in your job, you have to adjust to these new people's personalities. And when you're doing that adjustment, you're making changes. Okay? You know that you might not be able to joke with the people that you usually joke with. You might not... They might not do... Their work ethics might be a little different than your work ethics. Um, In order sometimes what we do is... We change the way we do things... So that we can fit in. So we have to look at that. So it's up to you. When you're forced to make... Adjustments in your life. The changes can come within those adjustments. They can. And you... Are the only person who can make. You are the only person. To make those changes. And those adjustments. Nobody else can do that for you. I mean that's just how it is. And. We can either. Learn in the process of the adjustments. Or we don't really care. We can either learn in the changes that we make in our lives, or we don't change. You can do either or, you can do both. It's up to you. I had to make a change, and then I had to adjust to the change in my life. I had to. I had no other choice. I made a decision at the beginning of the year. It wasn't a resolution. It wasn't anything like that. But I had to make a ultimate change and a decision in my life that I was no longer going to be a, I was no longer going to do this certain thing anymore in my life. And because I made that decision, then what I did was I slowly but surely Made slow changes to meet that decision I had made at the beginning. Now, in the process of that, I'm doing a lot of adjustments. Oh my God, I'm doing a lot of adjustments. Oh my God, I'm doing a lot of adjustments. And I'm saying that because I am. I'm doing a lot of adjustments. And the change wasn't easy. It was very hard and complicated. But it had to be done. and so what i'm saying to you is this is not easy this road is not easy and it is a life-changing event and that's the reason why i wrote the book in search of you because it is a life-changing event not only for me but for other people and everyone who's involved All your friends, your family, your loved ones, your your mailman, your, whoever you have in your life, they have to adjust to your change too. You have to think about that. Your co-workers, everything. Life-changing events. Life-changing events in your life. Things that change in your life that's drastic. And it could be many, many things. Many, many things. I'm just saying, you guys, I'm just letting you know that they're out there. And that you have to change and adjust to those things. Okay? I love you guys. And remember, you are loved. And uh, catch us back with another episode of You Are Loved. Now, I have to get out of here because I got to make some phone calls and get some things done. So, I want to say to you guys, have a great hump day. The sun finally came out. It didn't come out slow today. Hmm. It's kind of overcast a little bit. But uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us here. On Oh, you guys, listen, 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 listen. There is a possibility that we have an interview coming up. I'm going to make some phone calls today and get it set up, okay? So I can get some interviews in. Thank you, guys. We'll be back. Bye-bye.